This is the Sounding Board Podcast with Hachi and Damo. Thanks to Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to Drinkwise. Question time on the Sounding Board for Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to Drinkwise. Lee Jones on Twitter. Does Scoot McClure and Kane Corns really dislike each other as much as it comes across? Thank you, Lee. Are your thoughts here, Damo? I haven't detected that. There's been some good niggle on the Buddy Franklin stuff, and that's been where Lee is referencing to. Right. They've always got on super well, and I think there's high regard. I think there's some difference of opinions at the moment either, on footy. Either, I don't think either will back down. They're both their own man, and that's yeah. And they're going to be competing on radio platforms from uh, November, which will be good fun to watch. A lot of questions about the Cole Chalmers, Cody Simpson, Emma McKeon story. This one from Peter Gibson is slightly different to, to some of them. We'll go with this and, and we'll refer everyone else back to the main body of the sounding board where we did discuss it um, in a reasonable degree of detail. Peter Gibson says, do you think one of the challenges of journalism is not to let preconceived notions of the story unduly influence how you interpret what you see and hear? Thinking of the coverage of Chalmers and the Relay Team, were some journos looking for facts to support their pre-written narrative rather than seeking to be objective and let the facts generate the narrative? Or do you think Chalmers is just being glass-jawed and has nothing to complain about? What do you think? It's a great question. I think it's an element, and again, Peter, for the greater context, please, the, the longer conversation um, about Chalmers, I'm worried about what I'm hearing him say from his own mental health perspective, and I, and I, and I don't ever, ever raise that issue lightly, so please have the context of that. But is he glass jawed? I think there's an element of that. I think there's an element of him um, being frustrated at, at being unable to control the media around him. And that's just the, the way of a sports person's life. Uh, back to your other point too. I think it's a really good one. Um, are some journos preconceived in how they're going to view a certain moment? No, Absolutely. There's no doubt about that. We are. Uh, I'm happy to say we are on that. Absolutely we are. And, you, it, and it's a really good point. All of you. Yeah, it's a, it's a good point because if we yes, you. if we weren't burdened by what we'd either said or thought of something before something else happens, I'm sure there'd be a different lens on a lot of things. It's it's a really good point actually, and one that um, I think is is pertinent to that conversation I mean, around reminds, what's going on. Reminds me, Jane, who's producing this podcast, can we get the Mark Thompson, you, yes, you, all of you, uh, sound effect for me for ongoing weeks. You know what it is? It doesn't – I've tried to do this a few times. It doesn't quite relay the way, the way we remember it, has it? Yeah. If you, if you don't do an unfair edit on him, it's not as blatant we'll, as we've all, we'll we do, all we'll, have. We'll do the unfair yeah. edit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sean on Twitter, on AFL TV coverage, should networks use the count up or the count down clock? I hate – I hate this conversation, Archie. I hate... I like knowing how long there is to go. So do I. Yeah. I, I. I need a countdown clock. And for the Andrew Mars of this world to continue to try and tell networks they've got to go... The other way. The other way. Or, or, or the even worse five way, take the time off the... Oh, no. Please, no. How bad was the five-minute warning? I don't get worked up on too many things, and I don't think this is a big issue in footy, but that yep. one I do. Uh, Ewing on Twitter... To me, when will the AFL bring back whistleblowers? What is the whistleblowers? I was going to ask you the same thing. I probably should know, given it's, he's probably referring to an AFL product. Uh, is, is it, a, is it an AFL umpire's explanation of events? I don't know. I'll have to get back to you. You, you worked there. Have, <laughs> what, what I do know, there is a level of frustration, more in the public, I think, than media, about umpires not doing what the what's your decision type of uh, yep. answers, if indeed that is what you're referring to. I, I could be wrong in even answering it that way. So I'll get back to you, Ewing. Uh, this is to both of us, Dan on email, Dan S on email. In your opinion, who is the best up-and-coming sports media talent? Personally, I think David Taggart 
is the most entertaining and love the advent of Trackside on SCN. Love the pod. Dan on the farm, not a Hutch burner account. I was, gonna, I was about to say, this is, this is one of yours, Hutchie. <laughs> He's been fantastic, David Taggart, in the first uh, 18 months of SCN track. He's been a huge impact on us. Been superb. Best up-and-coming young, well, best up-and-coming sports media talent. Max Becker aside, Damo. <laughs> Why don't we do this one seriously next week, Jane? We'll park this one just because it's a question that we should answer seriously. You know what I'd like you to do? Yeah. This is harder for me to do as a, an employer of emerging media talent. Why don't you do your cricket 11, your Sheffield Shield cricket 11 of emerging media talent? How to make friends in, it, how to make friends in the industry, want, even more than I've got. I want, I, want, I want five batters. I want an all-rounder. <laughs> I want a wicketkeeper who's a safe pair of hands in media emerging, and I want four bowlers who, oh, who can break yarns. The bowlers, a, the bowlers are the story breakers. This is a really good idea. but Could you do it next week for me? How many problems are you going to have out of this? This is just cynicism <laughs> that kicks in straight it's away. It's not cynicism. It's, it's unfair for me to... So I want your emerging 11. No, I'm not committing to this. I like Prime Minister's it's 11. It's a fantastic we'll idea. Play Lilac Hill. Prime Minister's 11. Point of Dutton 11. Didn't they always pick a, an ageing... Um, yep beaten sort of cricketer just to sort of captain the team as yeah. well. <laughs> Remember when that game used to have a bit of relevance? Yep. Just a little bit of relevance. Uh, Washington Post article on, this is from Ken Watkins on email, on Adam Schefter mentions transaction reporting in the context of, of an NFL player being sued for domestic violence. Two lines jump out. Within the transaction ecosystem, reporting an inflated player's contract values is a victimless crime, and these are all quotes, and those same standards don't work outside of transaction reporting. What is transaction reporting, asks Ken Watkins. Are these memorable, sorry, are there memorable AFL examples of the line blurring between transaction and non-transaction reporting? I don't really understand the question well enough. I don't I might have to go can. back and read the Washington Post story again. We discussed this uh, last week, and there was a reference to the um, the domestic violence uh, issues of, of many players, but one in particular that Adam Schefter had reported on, and in some people's eyes had reported on unnecessarily and maybe hastily favourably. But, um, yeah, I, I didn't quite get the context there, Ken, and apologies. Do you prefer your sports stars to be humble and modest or arrogant and cocky, asks Elijah Daniel Maschio on Facebook. You know what, Daniel? Uh, Elijah, question. this is not, not, not the safe answer. I like him arrogant and cocky. Me too. I didn't think he'd answer that way. Yep, but then we'll no doubt criticise him for something they say a week later. Oh, <laughs> no. No, I think you, that's the point you pay. I yeah. like, I like uh, self-assuredness. Give yep. me the – yeah. Give me the Jason Akimanises of the world who, who at yep. least say what they think. Whether you agree with it or not, at least they say what they think as opposed to everyone else who uh, just talks in cliché. Uh, ben Mignatoli, Facebook. Uh, Craig, would you consider doing a third weekly podcast or radio show but with a female co-host? No offence to Liam or Damien, but both shows you do with them are great and suit each other's audiences. But hearing you on Shoot the Messenger, oh, here we go. This is another burner one from you, Hutchie. A couple of times now. There seems to be a different side to you that we get to enjoy and I suspect could be the female host bringing it out of you. Jane, oh, it's Jane. Jane would be the obvious front runner, but if she is not keen, then maybe Claire. Oh. Yeah, well, you know what, Ben? Jane is outstanding at what she does, and my partner Claire was magnificent when she did Don't Shoot the Message, and I would be humbled to join either of them on a podcast. I am I thought it was you. I thought it was your burner account. Yeah, sure. I thought it was an SEM burner account, and it's actually Jane who wrote that. Ben, that's no, actually a good question. Oh, Jay's pointing to the real email that's come through. Of course it is. Of course it is. <laughs> now, nah, good question. You, you have 
it is, again, I know I maybe make light of this, Hutchie, but it is all part of the warming of you too, isn't it? No. Appearing on other platforms. Hey, the next question makes me laugh. Ask the next question. Hutchie from Dale Blythen. Why do you always introduce Matthew Lloyd as a five-time, yes, five-time All-Australian? Surely <laughs> there is an entertaining story behind it. We've discussed this, haven't Can we? Can I be honest about this? I don't think I've ever been asked this before. You, you and I discussed this, at least in stung. passing, once on the sounding people board just, somewhere. Oh, maybe I have, yeah. People, yeah. Just, people are just starting to pick this up. So Matthew Lloyd, five-time, yes, five-time All-Australian. <laughs> so, so it's a wrestling... A, yeah. yeah. There was a wrestler called Booker T, <laughs> and he won Booker. five WCW championships, and he would... He would always say, five time, five time, five time, five time. <laughs> and it always just made me stick. Just made... Does Lordo have any idea what Yeah, he... I told you. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, yeah. Like, he, oh, he, he, he watch him closely every Monday. <laughs> it's a slight smirk every time I do it. Uh, Hachi Damo from Paul McCormack on Facebook. I've binge listened for a while now and think I've caught up. I can't remember you addressing the proliferation of headlines that lead off so-and-so, so-and-so breaks silence on blah, 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 this particular scandal. Yep. Uh, can we fashion an award for the journal who uses it most and possibly the one who uses it quickest? That is a nanosecond after said incident. The subject yep. is seen to break a silence. Yep. It does my head in. I'm with Paul here. Often there is no silence to be kept other than taking a breath or it's someone <laughs> who really doesn't matter commentating. The digital news platforms have surely got to be more creative in rotating through the headlines. I'm glad you've picked up on. We have uh, talked about breaking silence. Yeah, a breaking silence. Everyone breaks silence. I, I love it, Paul. It's a great. It's a beautifully worded question you've uh, posed there. Often, we, one of the things we talked about, Paul, is often the media just haven't been able to do their job and find the person in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> so when they break their silence, it's a way of kind of covering from the fact that. They didn't have their phone number for two days. But it also can be a lazy journal who hasn't seen that said person already responding three times already on other platforms, yeah. and then they somehow get wind of a, a comment. Um, Brian Ivory and – couple to finish with, Damo. Yeah, Brian Ivory and seemingly dozens of others have asked a question about Max uh, Becker Hachi. Uh, we did discuss that. Wait till the end of the season. Much to my um, embarrassment on the main body of the sounding board, so I'll refer all of you back there. Um, hold up from Brad Denniston. Did I just hear Damo criticise the media for highlighting Rex Hunt's comments on Daisy Pierce? Yes, he did say he was part of the media, but so did Bucks. Apparently, that still made Buckley seem like he was trying to distance himself, which it is, Damo. Buckley is allowed to criticise the media, or you see yourself as separate from the wider media. It can't be both. Good obviously point, a, Brad. Obviously a massive fan of mine, Brad. Um, no, what I did highlight was that Rex Hunt, you can choose as a journalist – once you get to a certain point, Hutchie and Brad, to play out where a story goes, if you choose to to search uh, comments made on Facebook to in response to a question asked by someone privately, inverted commas, I know nothing's, no, I know nothing's private. I think you need to play that role out. Rex Hunt's views on Daisy Pierce, I felt, and I don't back away from this, Brad, I don't feel needed to be aired publicly given a thousand scenarios at the moment, Hachi. Thank you, Brad. One to finish with, uh, Neil Siwong via Facebook. What do you think of the media strategy, Damo, on the All Blacks comms advisor who cancelled the coach's press comments after a loss to Ireland because, <laughs> quote, he needed a day or so to work out what he wanted to say and not be a punching bag for the media. <laughs> I didn't catch up with that, but if that's if that's happened, that you may as well just uh, give up if that's what you're doing. Because the story will only get worse if that's indeed the case. <laughs> Come on, All Blacks. Comms man or girl. That can't happen, did it? Are you aware of that? Well, I, th- I think 
It's one thing to do it. It's another thing to tell people you're doing it. Right, so. I'll have one more, Hutchie. I'm getting a few cracks here. Steve Thomas in Hong Kong via email. Damo consistently complains of people in AFL acting like robots in their interactions with the press, yet when the GWS coach actually speaks his mind and gives his honest opinion about players checking out, Damo's outraged, calling the comments extraordinary. What is your opinion about coaches speaking after a match? Great so, point, Steve. Steve, again, just please grasp the con- the context to what I, I said there. I wasn't outraged at all. I said I did ask to pose the question. Is it an interim coach's right? Is it, is it his platform to to ask such questions of players that he's not going to be coaching in the future? And ones that he's actually been an assistant coach of for the past eight years anyway. That mm. was the context to it, Steve. I wasn't outraged. I just felt it was a reasonable uh, conversation around the, the wider conversation. But thank you for your question. As all others today on the sounding board for Drinkwise, if you're choosing to have a drink, choose to drink wise. Thanks for listening to the Sounding Board Questions with Hachi and Damo. Send us your questions via Twitter or Facebook at Sounding Board EP. Hit the sign up button on Facebook to receive our weekly email and subscribe to, rate and review the show wherever you listen to podcasts.